0: In those hills far away where back in my childhood
1: i'd wander and play and when i think about it now it all seemed just like a dream sitting on the front porch with my
0: granny breaking beans Welcome back to Breaking Beans, the Appalachian Food and Farm Story, hosted by Community Farm Alliance. My name is Shelby Wheeler, and this month we're going to be hearing an interview that was conducted in 1991. That's three years before I was born, so you won't hear me, but you will hear from Mr. John Botts. I didn't know that Mr. Botts was a dedicated CFA member during the 90s when I found that his oral history in the Louis B. Nunn archives. I didn't know that he was one of only two black dairy farmers in Kentucky at the time, either. But he and his wife's love story got me hooked from the start. The interview was conducted 29 years ago, but many of the issues John discusses are still concerns for farmers today. Farming has never been easy. But, as Mr. Botts states, black people have had a hard time trying to farm. John Botts great-grandmother, was brought to his now farm by two white men that held her in slavery. She had two children by these men, and John's grandfather was one of them. Those slavers gave John's great-grandmother that farm as a gift, and John later bought it from his mother. As of 1991, he was raising about 9,000 pounds of tobacco and had about 30 head of dairy cattle, knowing that none of his four kids wanted to farm once he was gone. John details how he met his wife of 39 years at the time, his experiences being discriminated against while working on other people's farms, how he got his first five cows, and dealing with banks in Bath County as a black man.
1: And this interview is being conducted by Patrick Keenest on December Fourteenth, 1991. To start off with, I was just wondering, Mr. Botts, if you would just tell me a little bit about yourself, just some personal background, such as when and where you were born.
2: Well, I was born here. I'm fifty nine years old. Here in Preston or Right here.
1: Yeah.
2: September seventeenth, nineteen thirty two. I've been farming well, I started farming when I was about thirteen years old. Me and my brother. Uh Uh-huh. And my dad took sick. We had younger brothers in school. We had to quit school, me and him did. And we raised the crop here on this farm. And we paid off all our daddy's debts before he died. And I, was, I, I quit school and the, the, I passed to the seventh grade, sixth grade, and I quit school. Mm-hmm. We kept our younger brothers and other sisters in school. And they, they went on and graduated, finished school. And me and him took care of the farm.
1: How many brothers and sisters? Fifteen
2: of us. Fifteen.
1: Fifteen of us. Okay, and you're, you were mentioning your father he was farming here? Yeah, he
2: was farming. This has been handed down from, I'm the third generation. Okay. My granddaddy and my dad and myself.
1: All the same farm right here right that we're here, on right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my,
2: my granddad had a house over beside this.
1: Right next door? Yeah.
2: Now we built this house, me and my wife and okay. we had this built and we bought the farm. And the old, old house that we lived in was sitting Almost right where this house, well, it's sitting, starting from the car porch, out that way, the old house. And we built, we just carried the ferns right out of it, right into here, and tore it up and down. Okay. Been in, we've been here, I've been farming here on this place, well, I've owned it, 27 years.
1: And did you just get, buy that from your... Heirs. It was 11 of us living, and I bought it from them. So is that how, that it was passed down, that you just had bought it from your...
2: He was uh, You, you talking about when it first started. Mm-hmm. When it first started, it was 18 and something. And uh, they brought my great-grandmother here on this farm in slavery time. And they, they put her here and give her this tract of land. That That's how, why I had trouble when I was getting ready to get my deed. We didn't know where it started from. So I hired my lawyer, and he, uh, he uh, looked, and he couldn't find anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was a lady lived over here next farm to me. And she'd been living here several years. She knowed all my parents and everything. And so I asked her one day, I was cropping over on her farm. And I asked her, did she know where this farm started from? She said, yeah, I said, "The you might not want to hear it. I said, I do want to hear it too. I said, cause I'm trying to get a deed for it. I'm trying to get it sold." Mm-hmm. She said, well, John said back in 18 something,
1: There wasn't really a date. They weren't sure what the date was.
2: Well, I think it's on my deed Mm -hmm. in there now when it started. uh, These two white men bought bought her here on this farm. And they had two children by her. And they they, they give her, uh, this farm as a gift. It showed back her then. It was a gift to her. Well, she had two children, my granddaddy, and he had a sister. But she died young. Mm-hmm. So then he when he wrote he growed up, he started right here on his farm farming. Then he got married and my mother and my, my daddy and them started living right here. My dad and my mother and them. And that's where that's where it started from back there then. Mm-hmm.
1: When um when it was passed down just to your father?
2: It was passed from- down to my father from my granddaddy.
1: And then did your father just split it up amongst all your brothers and sisters? No, and you? We,
2: we just kept it We just stayed a whole. And when I bought, I bought the whole thing. See, I, I stayed here all several years with my mother, so she died. I stayed here until she died
1: with her, and then and my, and my wife did. When was that that she had died? She died in
2: 52, I think. My dad died in 49, and she died in 52. And and then, then we started living right here, farming. And every year, we'd share a crop. You know, we'd, we'd give them what they had coming. When I sold it to Biker, I'd give them their part.
1: Your brothers and sisters? Brothers
2: and sisters' part. And I could see, I had a share in it, too. I got half of raising it. And I got another share, see. And uh, I'd split it up like that every year until I got changed where I could buy it. And I finally called him a few years, well, it was 27 years ago. They took a note to sell it, and I bought it. Been here ever since.
1: You had mentioned that your um, father had farmed here, and you and your brothers did. and You'd mentioned something about the crops that you or that you and your brother started working on the crops. And what sort of crops did your father?
2: He we were raising tobacco and corn, the old head then. Mm-hmm. We we'd raise, what we'd done, we, we would raise the crops, me and my brother would, and we'd, we'd give him all the money. Every year. Uh-huh. We'd done it till we paid off for my dad And when he died, he didn't owe nobody nothing.
1: And when did this start, when you started um, you mean? taking over the farm from your father? Well, I was about 13 years old.
2: Mm. And my brother, he's, when he's. But well, it was two, two between us. He, he was, he was. When well, I he passed to the eighth grade, he was in eighth grade, but he quit. And then we had two, two younger brothers and had some sisters in school. And we kept them in school. And I mean, him stayed there and took care. And well, we we fed us, fed them. We raised crops and gardens and things like that. And that's where they was why and we, and we never was on welfare. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what welfare was. We made our own way. And before my dad got sick, it was 15 of us. And we I can say, oh, we was talking about that yesterday over in the script room when we had the script back about how we worked, you know, when we was little. And uh, them old people, they didn't have too much education, but they had a lot of common sense. They know how to manage. A lot of people nowadays got all kind of education and don't know how to manage nothing. Now, well, it, it bothers me right today because I didn't go no further. Because a lot of times I run up against stuff now that I just can't handle. And, and, and probably, well, I know it could. I could have been a better farmer, what I am. But now we, we've accumulated since we've since me and my wife been married. And when we started out, we started out with nothing. We didn't have nothing. Now, I went to a, a finance company and borrowed enough money to get married on. And me and her started out. We did not have one. We didn't have no furniture, nothing. We moved in here with my mother. And we stayed right here with her till, until well, she passed. I tell my wife, I said, now, it's just going to take time. I said, but I, I'm figuring on owning something before I die. I said, I'm on this farm. I said, all the rest of them have been left leaving it. And I said, I said, my dad worked too hard. I said, I've seen him work too hard to just walk off and leave this farm. And that, that's why I'm right here today.
1: You had mentioned your brothers and sisters. I guess they, are they, or any of them in farming, or have they no. all gotten out of farming? All of them out of it. Everyone. And when when were you you and your wife married? Then. We married.
2: Uh, I met her on March. We've been married. We've been married thirty
1: nine
0: years.
2: Mm-hmm. I met her on March twenty fifth, and murdered you, Nate. <laughs> yeah. I went to be in the Army when I met her. Mm-hmm. I met her on the Graham bus. She was going for. She was lived in Olive Hill and she was going from Olive Hill to Ashton to school. So she didn't have no color school in Olive Hill. So she went, she, she rode the Greyhound bus every day to Ashton to school. And I went to be examined. And uh, at the evening we was on, getting ready to get on the bus to come home. And that's when her and her brother got on the bus. And uh, we, uh, another boy was talking to her. And then two boys left me off together. Well, he was talking to Margaret first, and uh, we she he was talking to her, and so he was telling a bunch of lies, you know. And she asked me, "I had done met another girl after right on the bus. I mean, on the four guy on the bus, and she gave me her address. The girl did, and I got on the bus, and Margaret was sitting behind me, her and her brother, and I was sitting on the outside, and Russ he was sitting on the inside. The other boy was we used together. get, and. Uh, I just asked Margaret, I said, I had this girl's address. I said, do you know this girl? And I handed back her to her. And she said, yeah. I said, we're good friends. And I said, she want me to write to her? I said, I don't write no girl first. So I said, I took her identification card out my bill phone. And I said, you, you give this to her. And she told me, said, you let me keep it. And I'll write to you. And I said, okay, just forget about the other girl. And that's where we met. I made about three or four trips up there. I told her what when I got off, when she got off Greyhound bus and off here. I told her that day, I said, I'll be back. And I said, I'll be back. I said, I'm going to take you away from up in here. And she said, and she looked at me kind of grin, held my hand. I told her, I said, I'm coming back. I said, when I come back, I said, it won't be long before I'll be taking you out of these hills. So we had March 25th, March June 8th. I, I can remember them dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and um so that you've been married 39 years now Mm -hmm. will it be 40 years this coming June then uh and do any do you are any of the your kids working on the farm or are they in farming at all
2: I try to get my son interested in it but it seems like he can't get interested in
1: it so what do you what do you see what will you do with the farm then or
2: I I just don't I, I just tell my wife uh We'll talk to this, we'll here. I'm going to try another year. And if I don't come out no better another year than I did this year, I'm going to make different rain. I don't know just what I go about doing, but I'm, I'm going to do. Because it, it's it's a whole lot of work here, just me and her. See, I raid and I come up. Now, this year is hard on us. Really, it's going to be really rough on us to, to make in me because I come up. 3,000 pounds short here at home, the yeah. back. Mm-hmm. See, I had that. I done had all of it planned out. If I had my pound, I could raise 7,000 pounds here on this farm. Well, I come up 3,000 pounds short, and that's a lot of money. I come up, I supposed to raise the almost 7,000 over on this other farm right that me here.
1: And right, i I'm you know, sorry, is this? Right out there. Okay. And, uh, is that sort of east of here? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. East, east, east of the house. Mm-hmm.
2: It's that next farm right after over okay. here, back in there. And I come up a lit a twelve hundred pounds short there. Water hurt me. Water hurt. Water hurt that field right there by it hurt this field up here. And uh, that, that's that's what's going. That's going to really put us in a kind of a pinch this year. It's,
1: that. So, is were you hurt mainly just by? Lack of, of rain. E- or-
2: paying bills. See, I had a plan where I'm gonna pay, say. Mm-hmm. And uh, come up short like it's somebody gonna be short somewhere. So I'm gonna to have to rearrange again, see, come and start out and see how I'm gonna go again. But it, it it's rough. It's a lot of work here. And milk. Prices of milk done gone. You can't we can't make no money off milk now. I run this there here and it, you just barely making any Me, time or expenses come out and feed and all that. Day. it's just just rough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you, it's just rough farming right now.
1: How many acres did you plant of tobacco, or how many do you, how well, much had, do you plant?
2: Uh, I had around. I was able to put it out around this this crop here, around three acres and something. And I had around four over there.
1: Is that your part of your farm also, or do you rent that? I rent it.
2: Okay. I get hay for rent. I rent the grass too. I rent the grass pasture and the, and the hay, and up to the back.
1: And how much? How many acres do you rent then?
2: Mm. All together, I'd say it's uh, around a hundred acres over on that farm over there. And, the, and, and I got this farm here, and I got around the. I got around three hundred acres here on this farm. See, me and my son, I bought another farm, joining this, on around the road there, drawing a place around the road.
1: You were saying, did, did you used to, or do you use cattle for milking, or you had used for dairy also?
2: You mean uh now these cows, the dairy cows have. Uh-huh. Well, I keep, I try to keep around twenty, some every year to sell in the fall to have to pay. You know, different things, backer housing, stuff like that. Now I sold, I had two bunches. And I sold, now I, I, now I would have been in hurt if I hadn't, hadn't had them. See, I sold a bunch and filled my silo. Paid for that. And I sold another bunch when I got ready to have them the a I hardened my backer and put in. Because uh, nobody here, me and my wife. And, 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 and that dairy out there is a full-time job. And me and her how hard this guy put the put the backer in but a stick. So much of twenty eight cents a stick they hardly put it all in. Mm-hmm. And uh, cause the time I flew with hay, put up hay and trying to milk too. It did just well I, I have done it up until the last two years. I hit my back hard put it in. I put it in myself up until the last last, you know, Last two years.
1: You were mentioning that uh, when you you'll have to rearrange things this year. Well, hold and on. It, would that involve like working with the banks or with? Yeah,
2: yeah, I have I to do some. Cause where I had to set up, I could have made made my payment if if my tobacco would turned out like it's supposed to. Mhm. The way it's selling, I can make my payments, pay my fertilizer and stuff like it. See, a farmer runs. You buy your fertilizer, you pay for the end of the year. That's what most, the most majority out in here does. Cause ain't nobody got no money to pay for it when they get it hard. So you just pay you, and they'll run it through the banks. See, like seed corn and stuff like it. Now, my I had my seed corn and everything like it cost me over six thousand dollars. Seed corn, fertilizer, stuff like that, you know. And stuff you sprayed with. So they just run it through the bank till end of the year. And then when you sell your crop you go over and pay. It. And that's what that's what I had in mind doing things. It has been kind of I, I, I can handle very Milwaukee.
1: Working with the Not, bank?
2: Yeah, you know, bills and things. Because I've been scrubbing all my life, and I know it did. And, and it, it bothers her. It does, it does. That's why I told her if she didn't want to be bothered at this evening, she didn't have to because she's kind of upset because we didn't have her pounds, you know, tough like Ed, and stuff like that. Wonder what we're going to do. But I always, generally, if something happens, I'll work it out some way and, and go on. But now it, it's kind of it's rough right now. It's going to be rough on us this year going to be rough starting out because if you can pay up you can start out and you can go on and we've had a lot of different things happen you know breakdowns and stuff like that this year I've had a lot of that breakdowns mm-hmm. like yeah. for example well my truck and just you know just different things it costs a lot of you know, cooler milk cooler out there had to buy a new one of them last year. And uh, where well, it wasn't new, I mean, and this year here, last, well, two weeks, well, last week, week before I had, it, went out. I lost uh, 3,200 pounds of milk. Did it go bad then? Cause yeah, the cooler one out? had to run down the, run down the drink. Run it down three, two days. Run it down the drink. And had to get a man from Ohio to come here and fix it out of Ohio. Now I had a guy over here at Orville. He come out here and worked on it two e. They never could get it. And I called a man from Ohio, and he come here and
1: worked on it one evening,
2: and he got it going.
1: I was wondering, dealing with the um, with the banks, how how are the banks as far as being able to rearrange your and when at the end of the year when you were mentioning you'd have to rearrange things to deal with the banks have you found that they've been cooperative or
2: yeah they, they, they've been they've been in the last few years now they haven't been we've had a time trying to borrow money anytime now I, i'm gonna I'm i' I'm tell you and and i don't care if it goes on record where it goes, Black people have had a hard time trying to farm. Now, now it, And it hits better. But it still ain't that good right today. It, it's hard for me get help out in here.
1: Help from the bank, you mean? No,
2: from G- people. People? Yeah. People, you know, working for me. Now, it's hard. It's hard for me to get white people right out here to work for me, young men. Because I'm black. And and, and 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 I just like I, I'm telling you the truth I could write a book about my real, my whole life when I first started out the way I've been treated right right here and my wife told me time again she said you undoubtedly must like farming awful well to stick to it I said ain't no way I to stick to farming and, and take what you take
1: I have. I've been treated yeah. rough. What were? What are some of the major problems that you've encountered, or how to?
2: I I I'm farmed over here.
1: And right. this is way on, right on like, round
2: over here. For is that
1: south? Yeah, right. Right. it's
2: right through here. Oh. About and, and I walked. In
1: mm-hmm. Preston?
2: No, Back is Preston this way.
1: Okay, Preston's the easiest. Mm-hmm.
2: And this is right. Well, right back up. Right back of my house right here. I can take okay. out there and show you.
1: Okay.
2: I worked for that man for six years. And I run that farm just like it was mine. Three dollars a day. And I and he would leave me there with the work hands, And I'd run that farm, tobacco, time the back her house. I would put that backer in. He'd take off, and I I, I managed all the men that he had working, and I'd get in there and cut the backer, and 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 everybody else was getting around twelve dollars a day. I
1: was getting three dollars a day. Had a family. And, uh, this is when you had this farm also? Yeah. You were working here? I've
2: been working here too on this farm. Is
1: this after you had been married? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when well, I was married. Yeah. I was married then. And uh,
2: we, would, we would, every time we'd settle up, I'd come up on. That's the truth. I'd come up on him. Well, I, I went to FHA. That's where I am first, first borrowed money. I went the FHA and walked in over the FHA is open mouth throw. Hmm. Oh, oh me old. that's one of his old yeah, and I walked in over, Mr. Clark with the headmate, and my dad had borrowed money from me. Where are back all and 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 they had never seen me, and I walked in there one day, and I told him, I said, "Now, I just got married, and I said, I ain't got no money, I ain't got nothing." And I said, I want me some cows. I said, I want me some milk cows of my own that I can milk. I said, I'm I'm walking almost a mile. I'll show you when you go outdoors and milk 12 cows. And one day I was over and sit out in the barn in the wintertime. We were talking about that yesterday, right over I was hitting the sky right over here. We were talking about it yesterday. And going that way in the mornings, that be blowing, that little fine snow like ice hitting you in the face. And I said, I've done that two years. And I said, I got to thinking to myself, if I walk, if I get, I'm milking 12 cows over here. And I said, if I get six cows and milk here at home, that'll be half of the work and be getting all the money. I said, a couple work down in half and be getting the same amount of money and be working for myself. So that's when I'm going to work Mr. Clark. I told him, and he said, he wasn't in. The secretary guy, she got my name down. I said, I'm John Boss, Clarence Botts' son. And I said, I want some cow. She said, how many you want? I said, uh, my mother already had one old on cow here. I said, I want five. She said, okay. She said, what do you think these cows going to cost you? I said, uh, well, yeah, you know, I said, a good cow now will uh, cost a hundred and something some
1: dollars. That's what it was. And this is probably right after you'd been married then? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we, are uh,
2: I come on home. Now, my mother was living. She was still living there. That's about in 52. Cause my mother was still living there. This
1: is in 52? Mm-hmm. Okay. She,
2: she, she she died in, this is a little before 52, because she died in 52. It was about a year before she died. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, I told, I told, I, didn't, I wouldn't tell my mother, because I know she didn't like me, didn't want me to go in dead. And uh, I got, a, I went on, never said, I didn't, I ain't not say nothing to market, what I done done. So a few days after that, I got a letter, said the committee passed, and the check is over here. So I went on and bought them cows, and I had enough money to buy another left, so I bought five cows. And I went, this boy over here was working, this guy I was working for, and I went and told him, I said, I said, I'm going to get you a big truck. He said, what for? I said, I'm going to haul some cows. Own. He didn't like it. So I bought him over here and put, put him out there in the lot. And my mother come out there, she says, boy, who cows is them? I said, they're mine. I said, I done bought them. And so, so uh, he got mad at me. And I told myself "Now this is my last year that I'm on milk." I said, this, "I said no, I'm on milk for myself." Well, they, I went on. Well, I worked the end of the year, and they had big field right right back of me, back of this house over here, twenty like twenty five acres. It was two fields. I won twenty five. The two of
1: them there. Could I stop for a moment yeah. and turn over the tape? Okay, thank you.
2: End uh, he had, had this big field, and had a big two-row corn picker. Now I'm, I'm telling you, this is the truth, and I, I've got witness to tell, to prove this back. And I was shoveling by myself, and a tra- big tractor-trailer was sitting over there. And I and and they had a two-row picker, and he had to, he had to the people hard to pick it. This guy did, and I was shoveling it out of the, from that two-row picker and that big tractor and trailer thing there and keeping them picker, that picker going. And I done that all day long by myself. And where the wagon would pull up and that shell going to fall down through the cracks. Well, that evening, it's far about that thick, right down, the, you know, in the road where the tractor, where the cracks was in the wagon. And so I, I, t- I told him, I said, would you care if I shovel this shell corn up? I said, I got some baby calves in the barn. I'll take over our firm. That's before I even bought my cows. He said, oh, John, I'll just get in there and tell you to shovel it up and take it down after the barn for them calves of mine. I said, okay. Well, these guys were running the picker. They live right out the road here. I ain't going to call no name, but they were running the pick. And they told me, they said, that's a dirty shame. I said, you mean to tell me he, as long as you've been working for him and he wouldn't give you the shell corn off that ground? They said, I'll tell you what we'll do. I said, if you'll come and work for us, the end of the year, every year, when we pick corn, we'll give you a wagon, a trailer you know, and what a tractor pull him wagon, tractor wagon. He said, we'll give you one every year. I said, now are you kidding me? He said, no, we won't. So we'll give it to you. Well, I went on work for him to finish that year out. And I told him, I said, now after this year I'm quitting. I said, no, I'm going to do something else. I said, I ain't going to work no more after this year. And I said, look, let's settle up and see what we all What I owe you? I know to owe him something because I always did. So we settled up. Why would him. you owe him? That's what he figured, to
1: see. Would he charge you for using some yeah. of his equipment? Or Well,
2: when I get ready to, say, he told me, he said, now you can use the tools to raise this crop over here. But every time I got ready to use a plow or something over here to plow on the biker ground, or plow on the biker, I had plans first. So we settled up and them 30, I'll never really forget this, 35, around $37. And I told him, I said, now, I said, now you know that I ain't got $37 now. I said, but as soon as I get it, I said, I'll bring it, I'll bring it over here to you. Honey, a week after that, I got a letter in, in the mail from Shirt. He put that in the Sherry thing. And I done been working for him for six years. And now you talk about a man getting upset. I, I got in my car and drove over and I told him, I went on his porch and I, I, I'm i telling you, I talked to him. When I got through talking to him, I come off, of, I, I, I really put it on. I said, I didn't think he was that dirty. I said, all these years that I worked for you and the way I've done, and and, and, and and you put this in the collector's hand and get the shirt to write me a letter that I had to pay it. So I went on pay, And I come work for these other guys that I'll tell you about. For about five years, I've got my first load of corn to get. You, I'm sorry? I've got my first load of corn to get. They never... I didn't get a sack of corn.
1: And this is just, are all of these people still farming around here? No. Oh, they go. Yeah. I was wondering, you had mentioned the, um, going to the FHA mm. for the first time, and you had mentioned your father had gone there also, yeah. or you had mentioned his name.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, has, did you find that these programs were, did you have any problem with them? or no. did, Would they help you out?
2: No. They had, we, you, we had to do, i done more than other people done. Because I asked them. Some was in the same loan that I was in. I had to feel more, to keep a record and everything more than they did. Some of them never did keep no record. But they want me to keep a record every year. Every dime I spent, whatever I bought, I don't care what it was. And I was supposed to keep all that down.
1: So did. Were there any other um, government programs that you had that you've been involved with during your time or your father's time? Now on the farm, PCA, PCA is, is. productive credit.
2: Per, per, productive credit association. PCA. I uh-huh. and I eat that. Uh huh. I I'm in mean with them now. Now, now that, that he's nice, he's a young man, and he he really works with me. Now I, I told him about my Biker. He said oh, we'll work out something. So now don't, so don't get upset, and don't get all words. I said, oh, we we'll take care of you. Do something. We'll do something to, if it won't be so hard on you. But now that just happened in a
1: few years now was it different before yeah or? It was different before what was it like
2: well when you now just like one year that has been several years ago when i went out, and i had some work done on a tractor and the end of the year come i couldn't pay what i was supposed to pay my backer didn't bring nothing backer didn't backer wouldn't bring it so i went to the bank and told him his bank earned me out there
1: Where's your banker usually, or where do you, which where do
2: bank you? I, I bank now in Mount Sterling. Mount and, Sterling, all okay. the banking company in the, the Trader and Trust up our in Mount Sterling.
1: Okay.
2: And uh, this bank and I banking with them, well they they it through the bank. The, the wow. sheriff, uh place where I had my work done on my tractor. It was like uh, an international place back there. And they just—they told me that so We just ran into the bank. So when I got up, when I heard it, then over. Five hundred dollars, it was. That's all. Five hundred dollars. And back not find five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. <laughs> so, so I double it. I said, "Now, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I went, I went up out of the bank. See, now I'm the kind of personal, like this. I always try to be fair, and I don't run from my dad." I know when I owe it, I know it, and I don't run from it. I went to the Bank. I went in there and I told him. I said, Now I've got $250. I said, I'll keep you that much. I said, i said, I got $250 I can pay you. And I said, I'll pay the other $250 a little later on. Give me about a couple of months, two or three months, and I said, I'll try to come up with the rest of it. He said, No. He so said, we've got to have it all today. I said, well, I ain't got it all. I said, now, you're either going to take this $250 or none. I said, now, I said, now, I ain't trying to beat you. And I said, I'm trying to be fair. I said, I'm going to give you half of it, and, and you give me a little time, I said, to, to take care of the rest of it. He said, we've got to have it today. And I turned and walked on the other bank. And I went on back out there where they done do my work. And when I told him it was Tipped and Quitman was the name of it. And I told him, I told him, I said, I said, I went down there and pay him half of this. I said, they wouldn't take it. He told me he had to have it all. And I said, I ain't got it all. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, is a is a banker, a trader's bank. I never had been in it. And I, I hear this name being in there, Mr. Frame. And I and I, I always called him a second daddy. At right there at Trader's the Bank. And I got to thinking, I said, and Raymond said, Well, John said, I'll take it down there and see if I can give it to him. And I said, I said, Well, just wait a minute. And I went on to Trader's Bank, went on in there, and Mr. Frame, I walked in there and I said, Mr. Frame, I said, You don't know me. I said, I'm John Boss from Peel Oak. From, I'm sorry? Peeled Oak. We call this Peeled Oak in here. Peeled Oak? Peeled Oak. And and he said, uh, well, John, what "What can do for you? He said, I've heard about you. He said, I've heard about you. He said, you live Peeled Oak? I said, that's right. He said, what can do for you? I said, well, I said, "The, the bank across the street over there. I said, I had some work done on a tractor. And I said, I ain't got all the money to pay him. And I said, I in there, I said, there. I'm trying to be nice. I said, I went in there and I was going to pay him half of it. And I said, he wouldn't take it. He said, he had to have it all. He said, well, how much is it? And I told him. He said, well, i just go on one, pay him off. And that's the first time that I've ever been in that bank, first time I've borrowed money. And and then I've been there ever since. And it's this is the bank? The same bank. Oh, man, he's dead now. He's gone now but the younger people don't talk it up. They nice. I, some boys worked in there now that I fool with. We grew up together. I mean, worked together. We used to work together at the a. O. Smith up there. And, uh, I, I worked it too. well, anyway, and, uh, I worked there every year and a lot of times i go in there in a hurry. i tell you how, what kind of man he was with me. And he, he knowed how I was and he know the affair. I went in there and, uh, I'd be in a hurry. And I said, Mr. Framley, I said, I need it. one time $300. I said, I need $300. He just drove, opened the drawer and wrote me a personal check, his check. Handed it to me. Didn't write no note or nothing. So a few days, a few weeks after that, I went back to pay him. I said, Mr. Framley, pay you $300. He said, What $300? I said, The I come here one day and I said, "You give me a personal check for three hundred dollars." I said, I want, "I want to pay you." He said, "John, I never forgot about it." I said, "Well, I had not I said, "I had not forget about it." I said, "I want to pay you," and I paid. And I ain't had no trouble with that bank at all.
1: And which bank was this one? So? Trader's Bank. Trader's Bank, and is that in in Mount Dora? That's
2: a They, they, they don't merge now. The two banks together now. The bank the first bank that I didn't like they <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a feeling yet when I go in there. <laughs> yeah. Well my daughter, she's see, she worked in Trader Bank. Oh yeah. I got her job at Trader Bank several years ago. She she's been there twenty some years, I think in now. And uh, so she works she's a head cashier up there now. So they they, they do they doing a lot better. They doing a lot better. But they. It it, it it ain't been no sweet thing man. all these years. I tell you that we come a long way.
1: Did your do you remember when you were younger? Any of the when you and your brother first started out taking over the farm? Any of the troubles that you would have with the banks or anything?
2: We did. We didn't. We, we didn't try to borrow. We just done the best we could. Well, but we but now now my mother would. My mother she she would go up there and borrow. And we'd pay it out, me and my brother. But when we was just young like that, we didn't. I, the first loan that I ever tried to get was over at the FHA, I told you about, and I bought them cows. But uh, now she'd go up there and borrow, she'd borrow money, and then we'd, me and him would raise his crops, you know, and pay it out for her.
1: And she would borrow from the FHA also?
2: No, or? no, she'd just bank.
1: I was wondering also, um, about, have you worked with like the ag extension agents? Do you have, or how's your
2: extension office? They, yeah, yeah I, I used to be on the board. Hmm. I was on the board for, well, I, they, they kept me on the till. You know, you can just stay on them so many years. Then they, they, then you got the automatic y'all. I stayed on there till, I think it was about three years on the extension office board.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, also, you had mentioned before about uh, about that you had talked to your kids and told them that because you weren't able to get as much education, you would make sure that they got yes, enough education. You had mentioned that if you had had more education, you would have possibly been able to do better in certain ways on the farm. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering just how that you think that could have helped you. Well... A lot of times you can,
2: well, there's just, just different things you can figure better, you know, and how to plan. I, I can plan. I can plan, but a lot of time just figuring out, you know, just different types of stuff that you want to figure out, you know. A lot of times, that that hinder me a lot of times on that. Or just keeping good notes and good records and stuff like that. Now my, now my wife, she all the record. We keep we keep records straight, but now, see what are we will do? We'll I do whatever I do in the day, after we come in, we have got a record book. We keep all that down, what we spend stuff like that. And she she's she's wonderful about that. She is she's wonderful about that. She takes care of all of. And the end of the year we'll sit down and figure up. We have a record book and figure up what we've done done. You know, have it come out and stuff like that.
1: Do you think that mainly um the more education would have helped you out mainly just on the work you do on the farm, or do you think that could have helped you to deal with like the bank and the government oh, yeah. associations
2: yeah, also? Would. Oh yeah. Yeah. see I've been smart enough then I could
1: have
2: been where I could have talked, you know, different talk they talk. But, uh, I know, I know it's a, and see, I'm on, a, I'm on this that board now, you know, at, uh,
1: and. Uh, With the Ag uh, Extension? Uh-huh. And uh,
2: we are, I'm on this, now I, I made a talk down in Frankfurt about this milk. And I when when they had that there, uh, testifying down there about milk and stuff.
1: When was this?
2: Um... In Frankfurt, uh, that was a, uh, see, I, I belong to this sheriff. Save the family farm this year. Uh, well, I can't even think of it. And I've been in, I was in a meeting last- Is it CFA? CFA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't, I was in a meeting this week. Over at all, the Buster Burger, the rest over. nowhere. About trying to get different insurance, or group insurance, trying to get the pay. And I went to Franklin, and made a talk. I, I got that on television where mm-hmm. I made a talk. I was on TV twice, channel 18, channel 27. They come out here.
1: To interview you?
2: Mm-hmm. And I made a talk down there, and they, they took out its on record down there now, at Frankfurt.
1: And you are saying you do have the videotape also, or do you have a tape of what uh, you did?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I talked to them here. They yeah? interviewed me here. And I could get the tape out of Frankfurt if I wanted, you know, where they, where they take me down there. They said I made a good talk, but I, I was kind of nervous. I started not saying nothing, nothing. I said, "Well, this is a good opportunity for me to say something." And I just got what, what was on my mind. I just let it come out.
1: What were some of the things that you talked about, or that were what were the things that were on your mind that you really wanted to get out?
2: Well, just like they, they, they talk, they talk about. First, I told them about me and my wife, what we could do here, and take care of how much work we got to do, and and not making no profit, no money. Mm-hmm. Then I went on and told him that the uh, I always heard my uh, and my dad always heard my dad say, the farm is the backbone of the country. The farmer is the backbone of the country. And and that's what I told him then. I said, I said, I've heard all my life that the farmer was the backbone of the country. I said, but the backbone is getting mighty weak. I said, the way way things are going, where or you produce stuff, you can't get nothing for it. Milk—that's what it was. most of them. We talking about milk. I said the university down the left said they, I think they had to produce milk. It cost you fourteen dollars or something. I believe a hundred or something. The way they had it down at the university set up, what it cost to produce and everything. And I said we ain't making nothing like it. And I said, "What the? What we're gonna do? It look like me just put the little man out." And and, and, uh, and I said, the, "If something ain't done, it's gonna be a lot of farmers lose their farm." And it is. And and it's it, it's gonna happen now. I mean, it's happening never It's happening all the time now. People losing the farm. This
1: um, when you say that the farmers are the backbone and but they're getting weak mm-hmm. or the backbones getting weak right. are these some of the re- ways they're getting weak then or are there other ways that you see of well, farming getting weak and
2: it's getting weak because of uh, it's it's your product you got to sell now now anytime it, 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 it's just say if just save you in business you can raise your business your stuff anytime you get ready and I and I have to be I have to go shake with you you can raise your price, and I can't. Mine stay the same. Well, it's gonna be a time that I'm gonna to have to quit. If I can't stay level with you, ain't no way I can compete with you. And and that's the way it is right now. We we get a farmer getting where he just hardly can, can't can't repeat. You buy your supplies. Every time every month you bring your supplies, they up a little. You feed. Now, what's going to help me more than anything? Now, I've been really in a bad shape, but I've got a lot of corn this year. And I stored it. that here in my barn. Well, now that's going to help me out on my feed. That's going to help me out on my money. I won't have to. What, what now? What I can do now? I can go to Over i buy it over to Miller's uh, feed store. If I can go over right now and get my, all I have, to have now is my soybean and my stiver grain. I've got my own mixture. I mix my own feed, grind my own feed, mix. Well, I got I, every week I grind a load, I mix a load. But what I'll do, where I was going over, i was spending about four hundred dollars, close four hundred dollars. I go over now, and spend about a hundred and something. I get a, I get five hundred pounds of uh, soybeans, and I get the uh, Five, 400 pounds of silver grain. And I have been getting 400 pounds of pellets. 18% pellets putting in with it, mixing with it. And that makes me a little better than an 18% feed. But well, if I was going to get all that over there, it's going to cost me, now I can go over and get it, and it'll cost me about $150. See, I'm saving by having my own corn, saving that much. And I ain't, don't I have to pay for grinding it, do I had to pay for mixing the coke
1: out of my own mixer. How do you think how do you think that maybe um government programs and policies might have how have they affected weakening the now, backbone or
2: Well I'm gonna tell you what? Yeah, I mean I'm I owe PHA money now. That's, all, that's my biggest payment right now. And why why I owe them? I got sick. I had an operation on my back, I've done had I've been operating on back twice. I had the insurance. My wife was paying $130-something a month. Insurance paid one time. would not paid no more. That left that left me and her. When I left that hospital down there, it was all the way up in the thousands. that I owed the hospital. Doctors. The insurance wouldn't do nothing. And I thought we had a pretty good insurance. But they, they 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 just wouldn't pay no more. When I left the hospital, I told him down there, and I said, now, I tell y'all what. I said, now, I'm a farmer. And I said, I will pay. And he said, the, and I said, now, ain't a bit of use of putting this in the collector's hand. I said, because if I had the money, I'd pay y'all. And that woman, I went to the front desk. I mean, that office, and told her for come home. She said, well, Mr. Boxer, that makes a good sense. I said, well, I'm just telling you where it is. I said, if I had the money right now, I'd pay y'all. And I said, a, a, a collector can't get it if I ain't got it. And what you know, hon, it, it wasn't no time. They, they, they done put that in a collector's hand. They put that in, they, they put that in, I forget how many collectors' hand they put that in. It was plumbing in Tennessee. And they just called here and they just word us, word us. So it's when I went back to FHA. I wasn't go back no more. When I went back to bar to pay that out. I told them, I said, now all I want is money to pay a hospital and the doctor. Now but I had to buy so many cows, I had to do this. And I said, that's just more money that I want to pay. I said, just let me long enough to pay the hospital bill and I'll pay you that so much a month or so much a year. It wouldn't have it like it. I had to go borrow enough to get a bunch of more, a whole lot more cows, have more money that I had to, and, and I didn't want it, but I had to have it for the long to go through. So that's what I done, I went on the bar, and that, that's why we're old Rice now, now, FHA. And this year, I, 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 won't, I won't pay my bills, but look like that they could make it easier on you. Now, now, now if, if, if we can send all that money overseas, Russia, Russia owed the United States out on how much money, what'd they do? Rode it off. And a poor farmer here, gets in bad shape and they'll put him out they sell him out now, that, that, that's this one thing I just don't understand this country where they'll take care overseas for we will over here. Now, now right now this year that's, that's what makes me hard up this year I owe, I got to pay FHA ten thousand dollars and what I had in mind, this crop here would take care of it. I had my pound, see. But it won't do it now. I've had that other crop to take care of the bills. I might take the part of the other crop and pay FHA because they want their money. They won't let you slide no if, 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 if you if you if you don't come up with their money, they 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 they'll say yeah. I know that will. And, and and that's 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 one reason why I just can't. And it kind of puts you kind of I don't know, kind of make you kind of I don't. If I wasn't trying, if I wasn't trying to, to make it, I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Just give me just a little break, and I can breathe a little bit. Don't don't take every dime I make.
0: Our sincere thanks to the Louis B. Nunn Center for Oral History and the special collections of University of Kentucky Libraries for allowing us to use this oral history from the Family Farmers of Kentucky African American Farmers Oral History Project. Make sure to check out this month's entry on cfakyblog.org for an article featuring Mr. Botts to read more about him and his work. From what we have gathered, it seems that Mr. Botts has now passed but that he was dairy farming until 2003. He was a dedicated member of Community Farm Alliance, and we are grateful for the work he did in Washington, D.C., Frankfurt, and Bath County in the 90s, advocating for farmers. Breaking Beans is launching on podcast platforms. Look out for our show on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts coming very soon. We'll be posting one new episode and one from our archives every month. If you have a story that you'd like to share or know someone who might, please email Shelby, that's S-H-E-L-B-Y at C-F-A-K-Y dot org to set up an interview. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk at you soon.